From Content360, this is the state of client acquisition. Welcome to the state of client acquisition. This is your host, Michael Bohannes. In today's episode, I draw what is hopefully an interesting parallel between taking cold showers and doing outbound prospecting. Of course, both of these are unpleasant, but ultimately good for you. So that parallel is pretty obvious. But there's a couple of others that I just realized today as I was doing both, as I was taking a cold shower, which I do every day, and as I started my week with prospecting, that there's a couple of other similarities as well. And I wanted to discuss them and share them with you because I hope that this can help you overcome the typical obstacles that uh, people experience when they want to do uh, up on prospecting. And on the top of the show, I do also have an important message about managing your emotional states because I uh, recorded this just after I got a negative uh, message from a prospect who declined to work with me. And I wanted to share that with you right in the moment when it happened so that you can see how I manage my emotional states because ultimately that is the one thing that will be crucial and critical for your success. If you manage your emotions well, then you will bounce back from uh, setbacks. So without further ado, let's get right into this week's episode. So I am grumpy today and that's why I decided to come on uh, and do the podcast episode right now because I thought it's a good idea to do so I don't have to be grumpy anymore because when I talk to you, I generally cheer up because I enjoy doing these podcast episodes. So that's a first selfish reason. But the second reason I wanted to talk to you now is because I also wanted to share the information while it is fresh. And this is something that could hopefully help you in your own sales calls. So why am I grumpy? Because I just had a sales call with somebody who I'd been nurturing for a while and who finally declined to work with me. And this... Uh, them declining work with me really bothered me and I could not figure out why and that's why I was grumpy and now I figured it out and the reason why it affected me in an emo in a negative emotional way is because ultimately I was upset with myself here's what happened I had been speaking to the gentleman for a couple of days now we had one uh, short call then the sales call and then he said that he would want to uh, think for a few days about it and then get back to me on Monday and we just had the call and he finally said that he will not be investing with me and while that happens you know 50% of the time so it's perfectly to be expected in this case it bothered me and the reason is because he told me a reason that simply did not make sense and I did not have a good way of calling him out on it. And the reason why I want to call him out is not because I want to convince him otherwise. I don't want him to necessarily invest if he's not willing to do it. That would be unethical and it just wouldn't make sense. I only want to work with people who want to work with me. But I see it as my responsibility to point out to a prospect when they are not being truthful to themselves. Because I want to help as many people as I can. And if I don't call out the BS that they are telling themselves, then I'm doing them a disservice. I'd rather them be upset with me, but that my words spark something in them and that over time they just come to the conclusion, well, hey, maybe I am lying to myself. Maybe I'm just BSing myself. 
And what uh, this gentleman told me was the following. He said that he wants to first get a client himself and that then he would want to invest with me. And this does not make sense on so many levels because the reason why he's talking to me in the first place is because his own client acquisition is just not very good. Okay, so he needs someone to help him with that. And this is, you know, nothing bad. You know, it's like, when, as it says, it's the same as when you are working with a fitness coach, right? You are just not very good at staying fit. So you're just getting somebody to hold you accountable, to show you new techniques, to improve your current habits and so on. This is perfectly normal. And he says that he's going to do it on his own while his past track record does not really show that he is good at it. You know, and I say this with all due respect, it's not a problem. You need to develop the skill. You haven't developed it, so take somebody on. And his statement that he would want to do it himself first simply did not make sense in that light. And I get it why he's saying that. He just wants to let me off easy. And I doubt that he would do it. Even if he got himself a client, would he then really invest with me? Probably not. So I realized that as I was thinking and reflecting on the call, I just realized that I was mainly upset with myself, that I did not find a way to call him out on it and to spark something in him, doing this in a respectful way, but in a way that would hopefully lead him to the conclusion of, okay, hey, I'm just lying to myself here. So this is just my recommendation to you to think about when you are upset after a call, when it didn't work out, when you got a no from a prospect, think about what exactly are you upset about? What is that thing that creates this discomfort? Because honestly, if you did everything right, if you just ran a pitch perfect sales pitch and the person still said no, well, then it's really something that you probably wouldn't be wrong about. You, you probably would not have a reason to be upset about. But because I knew, and here's the point, I did not have a good way of saying what I needed to say in that moment and pointing out to him how incoherent his statements were in a respectful way. Because I didn't do this, I was upset with myself and hence my grumpiness. So what I recommend to you that whenever a situation like this arises is that you create a clear action plan. How can you avoid this happening again? And here's what I'm going to do. Because several people who I follow who are have been in this game for a longer time, they have usually a set of phrases in this situation that they use that make it clear to the prospect in a respectful yet assertive way that they're being unreasonable. I will collect these statements. I know approximately where to find them, in which podcast episodes and so on they are. I'm just going to collect them and create a little script for myself so that when someone tells me, hey, I'm, I don't want to invest with you right now, but I'm going to get a client and then I'm going to invest with you, that I can message to them the information of, hey, this is absurd. You're not very good at client acquisition, yet you tell me that you want to do client acquisition on your own now and then join my program and do that in a respectful and friendly way. So this is what I'm going to do. 
and then I'm going to have the script written out. I'm going to read it 10 times, sort of committed to memory so that when the situation again arises that I can push them and I can maybe push their buttons. Maybe they will be upset with me, but it will spark something in them that hopefully they will learn from it. That is ultimately the one thing I want to do. I want to impact people as much as I can. I want to create as many entrepreneurs and keep them in business as long as I can. So I feel a certain responsibility even to those who decide not to work with me and I want to impact them positively. So if this means that they will be a little bit upset with me, but it sparks something in them, that's great and that's what I want to do. And who knows, maybe if I make it clear to them in a way that they will have some insight and who knows, maybe I can, I can change their minds. There will be a positive side effect. But I don't expect that. It's mainly about making an impact in a situation where there's not much I can do. Because no one is honestly being served if the outcome of a conversation is a mutual we are BSing each other here. This is not a good idea. It doesn't help anyone. Cool. So... Now that I've lost my last shred of grumpiness, let me cover the topic I actually wanted to cover in this week's podcast. And that is the similarity of a cold shower with prospecting. I also did that today. As I do always on Monday morning, I start the week with eating the frog first. And that is doing the least pleasant task that is a power activity. I define power activities as those things that are the most likely to make you money. And in my case, in any business's case, it is prospecting, selling, and content. Those are the power activities. And the one I like the least is prospecting. <laughs> I think that applies to many people, is the starting conversations with strangers. Because there's, of course, relatively high failure rate. And it's every single time that you are doing this, you are sort of interrupting somebody. So it's this typical thing. You are engaging in an activity that is very likely to lead to rejection. And that's why we don't like to do it. And that reminded me of cold showers. So I cold shower every morning. I have a, after a workout, I have a normal shower and then the last 30 seconds or so, and I'm trying to extend that. Today I'm in like 40 seconds. I shower ice cold, right? So after a nice warm shower, I then turn down the lever to complete ice cold and I just stand there and uh, suffer through it. And I started doing this a couple of months ago and it's, it's great. It's a wonderful experience. Once you're done with it, it's great. And I realized that it's very similar to prospecting. The first similarity is that, of course, it's unpleasant, but it's good for you. At the same time, there's numerous health benefits from an increased immune system to increased discipline to better blood flow, blood circulation, and so on. There's a huge amount of uh, positive benefit to cold showers. And of course, there's positive benefits with prospecting. So that's uh, not a contentious point. But another benefit that kind of dawned on me as I was doing it is that the pain is not equally distributed. The, the first few seconds of a cold shower are really the worst. It's like when you turn it down and you have been used to the warm water, then the hit of the cold water is really unpleasant. But then interestingly, it gets better. And as you are getting closer to the 30 second mark, the thing that kind of starts hurting a bit is like that you get a headache. <laughs> this, this typical the ice cream headache. But the rest of your body is fine. There's this eerie quality to the water that the body parts that are fresh in getting the cold water, they, they send the signal, oh, it's cold, to your brain. 
but the body parts that had the cold water and now for a brief moment experience the relatively warm air are telling warm. So you get this funny hybrid experience and by 30 seconds it's almost you don't feel the coldness anymore. That's what's really fascinating about it. And that is similar. I had a very similar experience today when I started the week, uh, as I always do with a good round of prospecting, because the first few instances, they are unpleasant. If you're like, ugh, I just don't want to do it. And then you do it. And then you start getting into the groove and boom, you suddenly started five conversations. You hammer out another three. Yes, I have eight. And now, okay, let me just hit the 10. Boom, 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 you go, right? And that's great. It's, a, it's, it's wonderful how in the beginning you just feel this, Ugh, I just don't want to do it and it's painful. And then over time it gets better. And the third parallel, I thought this was the most interesting one, is that if somebody forces you to do it, it's an absolute nightmare. And if you do it voluntarily, it is empowering. I don't know about you, but my parents were quite not stern I would say but they definitely wanted me to do the right things when I was a kid and they after a bath we usually as kids of course when you when you have a bath then of course you have to rinse off and they sometimes had this habit of rinsing us off me and my brother with ice cold water and of course we hated it and especially it's this I realized this after the fact it's this exposure that you have to it the fact that you're being forced into it that is the really unpleasant part about it. Because right now I see it, as I'm turning the, the knob down to cold, I just know, okay, I have like two more seconds of nice warmness, and then it's just gonna come over me like a, you know, like, a, like an ice cold shower, right? So you just, in that moment when you know, but you do it voluntarily and you kind of almost look forward to the pain. The fact that you are doing it voluntarily is empowering. I'm telling you, I had this thing where today in the morning I didn't want to do it. And as I was doing it, as I was hammering out one new conversation after another, I felt empowered. I really felt stronger. And I had this sense of I am in control. My work is influencing how much money I am making. And that is really the key message that I want to impart to you here is that when you actually take the reins of your business in your hands, you are doing outbound prospecting and you know that there's with every single conversation that you start, there is a likelihood that you will close them. It's a small likelihood initially, but right now I am at, I start 56 conversations and I get one client out of that. And I started at 150, so I'm constantly getting better. And it's this feeling of, you are in charge that is so incredibly empowering. So I recommend that you try this, both on the cold shower side, but also and especially if you run a business, that you do it on the outbound prospecting side. Simply, it is unpleasant, but it is good for you. It's going to make you money, much more likely than just doing content. Second, the pain is not equally distributed. It is stronger in the beginning and then it gets much better. And finally, if you do it voluntarily, if nobody forces you to do it. And I know this from many people who told me that the biggest levels of paralysis that they had from selling and prospecting was when they were actually employed. It's not when they were in business for themselves. It was when they were employed. Something, because they knew they had to, they just had this block that they couldn't barrel through it. Whereas when you're in business for yourself and you are in a situation where, okay, we don't know where next month's revenue is going to come from. Well, then 
you will get into action. There's just no way that you won't. So that's my message for you. Think about it. Anything that is unpleasant but ultimately good for you, how if you actually choose it voluntarily, how incredibly empowering it is. And if you want help, if you need the occasional nudge to make these things happen, then get in touch. Michael Bohannes on LinkedIn or go to michaelbohannes.com and click on the apply button on the top because this is something we can definitely help you with. Most of my clients, and I just had another call today, which is quite likely going to become a call. He came to me mainly because of the accountability aspect, because I help you be more accountable to yourself and set goals and actually do the tasks that you said that you're going to do. And this is, by the way, on the point of cold showers. This is also how I'm going to get my son to shower cold. We have a 10-month-old boy, so he's definitely still too young to, to cold shower. But when he gets three or four years old and can take these actions by himself, I'm going to tell him, I want you to cold shower. You should do it. But you need to do it on your own. I'm not going to rinse you off and force you to have this cold shower. I know it's very unpleasant, but you need to do it on your own. And of course, I'm going to add, package some incentive into it. So if you shower cold for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, maybe there's an ice cream waiting for you at the end of the week or something like that. But this is the same tactic that I apply or the same kind of motivation that I apply in my program. I want you to do these things, but there is no way that I can force you to do them. And so I always with everyone that I work with, I try to find ways how I can get you to do it voluntarily. Okie doke. That's it. That's enough for today's episode. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Spotify or on YouTube. Follow me there on the YouTube channel, Michael Bohannes. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you next week. The State of Client Acquisition is a Content360 production. Music by Gavin Knox Grand. To sign up for alerts and to submit written and audio questions, go to stateofclientacquisition.com. I'll talk to you in the next episode. My eyes closed